and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Did you know that we are the sum of the five people we hang around? Let me ask you, who do you hang around? And are they the kind of people that are helping you grow or maybe even holding you back? Or you know what? Let's be honest. So many of us feel so isolated and we know that we need to find a community of dreamers, doers, growth seekers that will help us grow too. But how do you find those people? I have created a community of amazing goal getters who want to breathe life into you too. For $19 a month, you get a monthly live training Zoom with guest experts. You get daily coaching from me. I set you up with accountability groups, and we even have quarterly social challenges just for fun. You can check us out for a free seven days and then join the Dream Life Insiders at dreamlifecommunity.com. You need a place to level up and a community of support to do it? I got you dreamlifecommunity.com. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Ah, I'm so excited for our next guest, you guys. I think so many times we want an expert in this category in our back pocket. (laughs) If you are a mom or if you've had kids at any time, we often need some help in the realm of parenting. I know, because you know what? There is no manual for that when you're growing up. They don't often teach us how to raise confident, secure, goal-focused, loving, kind humans. You know, that's not something we're taught. So today we're going to talk all about how to do that and thrive in the process. So our next guest is a renowned parenting expert and certified executive business coach with 30 years experience as a successful private practice therapist. So she's blending her professional expertise with her real life experience as a working mom raising her six children. I'm gonna let that sink in a minute. (laughs) Six children and she was a successful private practice therapist. And now she's helping us to thrive in both worlds as well. She has developed a proven parenting system which is called a working mother's GPS the guidelines to parenting success to provide working moms with skills and confidence they need to succeed both at home and at work. So, oh my goodness, we could probably talk for hours. I'm so excited to connect with you. Big Dreamcast, welcome to Atara Malek. Hi, Denise. This is so exciting to be here. You should know I've been a guest on many podcasts. You read my bio with so much passion and interest. It's almost as if I was getting to know myself all over again. So thank you for that. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, oh my goodness. I'm excited to get to know you because there's a lot of us that are out there, whether we're moms or dads, we're parents. And we've got dreams or we work or we've got other things. And yet we often feel like we are letting everyone down. So I know that mommy guilt and parenting is a topic you have fallen in love with teaching about, but I'd love to hear a bit more about why. So how was it having a thriving career and raising six kids? It was almost impossible, totally exhausting and frustrating. Oh, there were perks to that, of course. I love being a mom and 
my chosen profession is my life's passion. I suppose it's the same thing that means because I love making changes for the better in people's lives. So whether it's like you said, uh, raising those small humans to being, you know, responsible, dedicated, tactful, wonderful, patriotic, you know, successful humans and or taking somebody with a heavy heart or frustration or confusion and helping them through clarity and compassion make a better life for themselves. Those were the things that I love doing. I always say that if I ever won the lottery, I still would do it. And I mean it. I just love it. I get energized, I'm hype, but trying to be the best and perfect and the most in both realms exhausted me beyond description. And I thought that if I only tried harder, I would make it. And you know what I found? That wherever I was, I felt I should be somewhere else. Like when I was home, okay? So I was busy with, you know, that account I didn't answer, the email I didn't answer, uh, one of the clients that I should have really sent a resource to, et cetera, et cetera, or a keynote speech that, well, I really have to get this done. And when I was at work, I don't have to tell you, it was the sick child, the recital. I really should have cooked that soup from scratch instead of just heating it. And I never felt comfortable or satisfied where I was. It's true. It's very easy to feel like you're letting everybody down, doing it all wrong. When you're at work, you're thinking, oh, I should be at home. And when you're at home, you're thinking, oh, I should be at work. How did you figure this out for yourself? And then we'll talk about how you were able to help others through the process too. Yeah, I really appreciate that question because there were too many years where I did not figure it out for myself. And I'm being honest, I'm being vulnerable. You know, you said you wanted to let it sink in that I have, you know, thank God, six children. But don't forget at this point, they're all out of the house. They're all married. My oldest is almost 40. Get get this. <laughs> so I've had many, many years of experience stumbling around trying things that didn't work. And I'll tell you the three main things that didn't work. Well, one of them I told you was trying to be everything to everyone all the time, which never works out. And you know what that created? Absolute resentment besides for exhaustion, because I was so angry at everyone. You know, here I am on three hours of sleep, trying to be the, you know, the the whiz in the kitchen and uh, have everything ironed and folded and be there listening to all their little boo-boos, whether it was on their skin knees or their bruised hearts. And there I was, the all-knowing therapist and, you know, the parent group leader. Uh, it was impossible. That was the first thing. The second thing that I was trying to do was become a different parent to each age or stage of my child. So here I was, the mom for, you know, the cuddly newborn, you know, that delicious neck smell. They don't even have a neck uh, when they're born and they're just floppy all over and that, you know, so I was just cuddling and taking care. And then the terrible twos, which last till two, three, four, five, six, but don't tell anyone of the toddlers and then the preteens and then the teens. So I had to be a different mom for everyone. And I was changing hats so quickly that I was just dizzy, which never worked by the way, didn't work. And the third thing that didn't work was the fact that I tried one parenting method, like, um, let's do, they need to really, when they do something bad, they're looking for attention, they have to belong. And then we have to work with our child's talents and temperament. And since that didn't work for a month or two, I tried the next guru, the next trend, the next big thing. And I ended up confusing myself and my children. Now I'm going to take a breath and let this resonate with you before I continue. 
Well, I think we, I mean, that, that's really helpful to know that it doesn't work because <laughs> if you guys are trying to be everything to everyone, if you're trying to be a different parent and, you know, assess their specific need or trying new parenting strategies. I know my sister has gone from disciplining to, you know, timeouts to one, two, threes, to schedules to, and I think by now you're right. It's probably confusing to everyone. So what works? Okay. So first, you know, I call my good, the million dollar question. You know, I call myself the mommy guilt expert because I first was an expert in everything that didn't work. Okay. And that created a tremendous amount of guilt, but the turning point, and I keep saying this, you know, retelling the story, but it's important. The turning point came when it was a night that reflected back where I thought I did everything right and everything went wrong. So I was invited to give a keynote talk for a few hundred women, working women on the topic of, you know, how to be the greatest working mom. You know, here I am, experienced therapist, mom of six, of course. And I had everything down pat. I'm extremely type A personality, Denise. So everything was ready and dinner was done and the clothing for the next day was done and their school bags were packed with the healthy snacks, with everything. And my then youngest, who was four, little delicious boy, sat down with his back. Just imagine this. The front door. I'm supposed to leave. The car is waiting downstairs. I have my notes. I'm dressed in my stilettos, all ready to go. You know, changed into professional mom, not just mommy mom. He's sitting in front of the front door, his back to the front door, sitting on the floor, his knees scrunched up under his chin, and he's not letting me open the door and not letting me go. And his big eyes have these glistening tears, and he's just crying, mommy, don't go, mommy, don't go, not tonight, not again. And I'm standing there, my heart is breaking, and I'm trying to cajole him and convince him, right? You know, I only go twice a week, you know, I told you your bedtime story, and you know, you know, you know, nothing worked, absolutely nothing worked. And I am conscious of the time passing, and I'm never, ever, ever late. Even for this podcast, I was on seven minutes early, if you didn't notice. You did notice. Um, oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got an email, and I was like, oh, there she is. Uh-huh. Proof positive. So I could not be late. One of my unspoken, unbroken rules. And I had to pick him up physically and put him into the babysitter's arms. And on the drive there, I was in tears. And I told myself, this is not working. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Absolutely not. I got up on stage and I couldn't just flow with my usual talk. And I decided to be honest and vulnerable. And I shared what happened. And there was silence in the room. And I told them, I don't really know how I could have done things differently, but I am making myself a promise in front of all of you tonight that if I don't find a way, I will create a way. And that's exactly what I did. Mm. Oh my goodness. I mean, I'm emotional now because you know that there's a part of you that wants to stay home, you know, that wants to be like, screw it all. I'm just going to be here. But if we do that, you guys, we're going to lose a part of us because there's also a part of us that wants to thrive and, and grow and, and contribute to our family and to the world. And so there's this, this tension sometimes that we can live in. So did you go on a search for it then? I so did. But I first want to thank you for validating that other part in ourselves. Do you know what I find? I work predominantly with professional women. And do you know what is sometimes like their deep, dark secret that when they feel comfortable enough, they share with me? that they actually feel guilty for enjoying their career or their work so much. And even worse, quote unquote, is they many times enjoy it more than being home with the chaos and the kids. 
and they feel like they're the worst person and the worst moms to enjoy. And, you know, one of my, you know, precious clients, because I say precious because I learned so much from her and I learned from everyone told me that her turning point came. And then I'll answer your question. When she was once with a canceled meeting from a big client, which freed four hours of the day. And when she got into her car, she preferred to go to the mall to meet a friend instead of at home. And she actually put her head down on the steering wheel and cried about what a terrible mom she was. She said, why didn't I just go home and take my baby from the babysitter? Why did I just use those four hours when I had the chance and I had a free four hours? I wanted to go to the library. I wanted to have coffee with my friend. I wanted to just shop around with no hands, you know, tugging at me saying, mommy, mommy, mommy. I am the worst person. So that really reflects what, you know, we're saying. And yes, I did go for a search. Mm. I did. So it sounds, I mean, at the end of the day, you had to create your own. (laughs) I did. And the reason being because of everything I told you, I felt like this. And and I want to ask you what you think about this. I think the two biggest drawbacks to moms, let's say I would see now somebody selling an online program like mine is, And I am a dedicated, intelligent, self-motivated mom, right? So this would be perfect. It's online. I could do it at my own pace. You know why I wouldn't buy it? I'm talking to you exactly opposite, not to convince you to buy the opposite. You know why I wouldn't buy my own online program, which I have, which is GPS for working moms for two reasons. Number one, working moms do not have extra time. They don't, we don't have time. We don't have any room to add anything to our list. And the second thing is working moms do not have the internal bandwidth to learn something new. We just don't. We are overwhelmed as it is. And when I realized that, I needed to create something that would help moms use the time they already have. I can't say, you know, put away an hour. I know there's 168 hours in the week, Denise, but we don't have time. Sorry, we just don't. We're taken. We're, we're, we're pulled. We're pushed. We're exhausted. And I also based it on something which every working mom, every mom, and even six-year-old, if you ask me, knows. And that is what's the beauty of my program. I use what you know. I don't have to teach you so much new. And I do it in a way that you can use the time you already have. So you're not going out of your comfort zone. And if you'd like, I can share what that is. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think you're you're right. When somebody, if somebody already feels like they're stucking, for lack of a better word, <laughs> in, in a lot of areas of, of life, it can be overwhelming to think that they're going to have to do a big overhaul. You know, we're going to have to do this chart, and we're all going to do stars, and we, it may work, and we have one, and it, we figured it out. But but like sometimes even the, the whole overhaul can feel overwhelming in itself. So I love that it's bite-sized, and the time is conducive to somebody who's busy, so you've got that in mind. But then the lessons itself are, it, it's just those small tweaks. And, and sometimes it's the, the pathway that people need. So tell us, the, what is GPS all about? Okay, so GPS, the first letters of GPS are guidelines and the, the G, to parenting, and S is success. But it's also guidelines to P, professional success. And here was the thing I wanted. I wanted every working mom to get a twofer, meaning a two-for-one. And I decided that I was tired, not only of learning different methods, but learning methods that didn't help me at work. Meaning if I learned how to potty train, and you know that's important, or how to get my kids to eat their vegetables, or how to get them to really shampoo their hair when they're in the shower and not just let the water flow, you know, that would not help me very much at work doesn't matter if I was the head of a team, a CFO, or in the service-based business. That would not help me. And I decided 
that I wanted to create something that not only is something you know, but I wanted a system that every single, listen to what I set myself, you know, a higher bar, not only some or most, every single solitary skill that I would share there would be equally as effective at work as it is at home. That is what I decide. Every single one. And in my book, which just came out, you know, um, last April, at the end of every chapter, I give examples. I don't leave anything up, you know, to a hint or a mystery or I don't like for you to have to work hard. I show them, see this skill? This is how you use it at work. And I give work examples. You see that? This is how you can use that with your team or your staff or your clients or your boss. So I connect everything because I'm a connector and I love clarity. So here's what I did. I used something that you know since you crossed your street the first time. And that's the colors of the traffic light, which is red, yellow, and green. Everybody in the world, whether they are in New York, London, Tokyo, Paris, Michigan, wherever, knows that you stop at red, you go at green, and you slow at yellow. Anyone, everyone knows that is the universal language. I don't have to teach it. This is where I say, use what you have, right? Whether it's your time or your knowledge. So I didn't want to create like this learning curve, which is exhausting. I want to use what you know already. You know what I call it? Green, love, go. Red, authority, no. And yellow, trust, slow. Because love, authority, and trust are the three components that every successful parenting, and I put that in parentheses because also professional. So if you don't want to use love for professional, I use positive communication. You know, I don't want to, it's a me too uh, movement here. But um, those three components are necessary for any successful relationships. What do you think about that? Oh, uh, well, my mind's blowing right now. <laughs> because what I'm hearing you say is you're creating a growth-minded culture and a com- like a culture. It's not just a strategy. You're creating a home or office, a workplace, a community that thrives. And when you feel safe, when a child feels safe, when you know a coworker feels safe, they plant their roots and they can grow. So you can work through ups and downs and challenges because it's a safe environment. And I could not have said that better. And I, I, I feel it's a blessing. And I want to thank you that this resonates so much because I'm putting things out there and you are reframing it in, into even a better package. Two therapists in one call. This is so fun. <laughs> okay. So why did you decide that you were going to take what you experienced, create your GPS system, and then like you have a heart for other working moms. Can you tell me a story of a, of a client maybe who started implementing some of the skills you teach and saw a change in her family? Gil, so that we can understand how it worked. Perfect. Great. Okay. So, you know, many of the interviews, I already discussed positive communication, compliments, routines, which are part of green. What I did was each color has two road signs because I use the road analogy. And each color has bumps in the road and speed tactics because I am a very practical person and realistic and not everything works all the time. So I incorporated bumps in the road when it wouldn't work. As an example, just, you know, off the top of my head, everyone talks about love and compliments, but I put a bump in the road too much love and too much encouragement. I call it like what happens if you like squeeze too much dressing on a salad, it goes limp, you know? So that is a bump in the road that some people don't see. 
And I experienced it from the feedback from the moms in the group. So I put that there. So I want to do something special with you, which I've never talked about before. So even if someone heard all the 30 or 40 podcasts, they'll never hear this. This is special because you are. So I'll talk about something yellow, which is a much more difficult color to understand because we all know what it means to go and we all know what it means to stop. We know what boundaries and conflict resolution is, but yellow, which I put under there, learning how to decide, self-care, because this is caution, learning how to delegate, giving responsibility to others. That is something that not everybody is so comfortable in. And I call something slow talk. And let me give you the skill and then I'll share a story from a client. Is that all right? Perfect. Okay. So slow talk is yellow, right? Just by yellow, when you're, you know, getting to the intersection, you see the traffic light switching from green to yellow. If you think what you have to do, think about it. What do you have to do at that time? What assessments do you have to, with anyone, everyone, what do we have to, you know, employ then? Yeah. I mean, is everyone else slowing around me? I want to make sure nobody's coming up from behind. Yep. You're kind of doing, is there anyone walking in the walkway? Right. Even as a pedestrian, like mm-hmm. when we get to a corner, do I really risk crossing that, you know, big boulevard or avenue? Or do I just stay safe on that? We have to assess in a split second. And this can be life impacting. I don't have to tell you that. So that's why it's like a an interesting kind of challenging color. And I love it because, you know, I love challenges. So I teach something which here I'll show you at home and I'll tell you what the client said. Uh, my client said. So in the group, we were talking about slow talk. You know, we are the instant generation. And as parents, especially working moms, we feel that any time we spend with our children, we need to spend parenting 101. If I'm already there for these 12 minutes, I'll give her everything I've got, you know? So, you know, don't chew with your mouth open and say thank you to grandma and put your thing on whatever. And did you say grace? And I'm going to just give her everything because I have to squish all my parenting into the few moments or hours or the weekend that I have with her. So we tend to respond and react and pontificate. I'm sorry, I'm talking about myself, not about you. (laughs) Too often. What is slow talk? Take a step back like yellow, hesitate a moment and see what happens. So let me give you an example that we used in the group and then what she shared with me at work. You said you wanted to see how she used the system in both places to create safety and improvement and growth. Your words. So at home, this is what she did. Her daughter said, Ma, can I go out and play before I finish my homework? Right. It was a nice spring day. And the rule in the house was you first finish your homework and then you go outside and play. So usually she would remind her like, you know what the rule is or, you know, business before pleasure. But then she remembered the slow talk that I had spoken about the night before. This is what she's sharing with the group. And she said, Atara, I actually physically bit my tongue. She said, it's still swollen. I bit my tongue. And I said, let's see what'll happen. I told her count 60 seconds, not more. I never said you have to be quiet for the whole weekend. She said it was the longest 45 seconds ever. I didn't hit 60 yet. And you know what my daughter said on her own? And you know what? I'm going to first finish my homework because then when I go down to play, I won't be under pressure that I have to come up to finish it. All right. Bye. She was floored. Floored. Wow. I mean, that's a skill. Most people would react, right? You're reacting. You're just, but she implemented the skill and created a pause, which allowed, awesome. That was yellow. So now since I promise, and this is my promise, like I said, we use everything we have, right? So we use the time we have, we use the knowledge we know, and we use the skills of GPS parenting at work. 
right? I'm saying this is what working moms need to do, simplicity and gather our strength. So the next day, this is what she told us both these things the next week. It was like, awesome. So the next day she's sitting at a board meeting and she was ahead of a team. They had prepared something like, I think, advertising copy for a new project and a new product. And the boss was very unhappy. So she was getting embarrassed at the board table from the boss that was coming down on her saying, you know, this wasn't what I expected, this and this. And she told me again that her instinct would be to explain and defend and clarify. And she said, well, if it worked in her mind, you know, she was red faced and her heart was thumping. And she said, well, if Hatara said this is going to work in both places, you know, I can't get worse than it is. I'm just going to stay silent. And she see, she saw the boss expecting her to defend and resist. And she didn't. And he's looking at her to see what she's going to throw back at him. And she didn't. And after like almost a minute, again, the longest minute in the world, he said, you know what? This actually was your first presentation. This was the draft. Now that you know more what I'm looking for, maybe the next version will be more on point. And he got up and he left. And she she said she could she almost fainted. She she couldn't even get up for like five minutes. And everyone in the room could not believe it because he usually would say finished and done. And I'm giving it to another, you know, um, a person to take care of and another member of the team. What do you say to that? Wow. So tell me why is slow talk? Uh, why does it work? Okay. I'm going to be a therapist now, but I don't let you chime in. Okay. I want to connect to what you said before, something about safety. When I, as a person who is used to speaking, and people know that I have my opinion, it's not that I'm shy. And I give the other person, be it your child, your coworker, your client, your boss, time and space calmly. I am giving over an unspoken message. I believe you got this. You can do this. And that, in my experience, brings out the best in people. So even just saying silent gives the space for someone to feel safe and to make the right choice on their own. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you said how many skills are in each one? Red, yellow, green? Oh, there are endless. I love, well, one thing, I love variety. Uh And I'll tell you something else too. Every parent has a natural preference and a natural strength in what they parent in. I call it, you know, the three color parenting. In my program, they have a quiz they go through and they see what the strengths and weaknesses of each color is because are, because it's not one is better than the other. So there are two things that happen. First, I always say work with what you have, work with your strengths. If you're naturally loving and routine wise and complimentary, learn how to do it in a way that achieves maximum results. If you're naturally, you know, organized and and boundary minded and know how to prevent conflict and are is you know you're great with self-control, use that to create safety and order. And if you are naturally flowing and allow others to, you know, to take responsibility, go with the yellow. But then I say, that's your first. So get, reap your benefits and feel great and fly on your own wings. But then when you said we want a community of growth, learn a little bit about the colors that are not your natural dominant inherent colors. And, you know, put your toes into the water and try, try something, choose a speed tactic, do something small so that at the end of the day, you will be able to parent your different children who actually need different colors at different times in a healthier, more balanced way. Mm, Awesome. 
Now, I know that you did a lot of research with other programs and, and decided, came to the conclusion that you needed to create your own. So what are the, the biggest differences from anything else that's already out there? Okay, but first, first, I appreciate that, but I want to make a disclaimer. I am not at all criticizing any other program because there's a lot of good stuff out there. Very many dedicated researchers and clinicians that gave it their all and gave it their best. So I really am saying this, that me creating something different maybe actually reflects my needs and not anything that, you know, was missing by them. But my needs were this. I have no time. I can't learn new stuff. I want to be the same parent for a toddler at the age of two as my 32-year-old daughter, meaning I want to use the green, the red, and the yellow. I want to use the love and the routine and the encouragement, no matter at what age. Of course, I will adjust my wording and my expectations to the child's age, but I want to be consistent. I want to be clear because I feel that clarity takes away a lot of wasted energy and a lot of trying to redo and reinvent the wheel every time. And when there's clarity, Here's another thing I wanted, you know, it takes a village for working moms. We have nannies and, and, you know, household help. We have uh, spouses, uh, grand uh, mothers-in-law, neighbors, older siblings filling in. You know, if you go according to a certain parenting method that they don't know, what are you going to do? You can't teach it to everyone, but if it's green, love, go red authority. No, you get that. Everybody stops on red. So you have a much clearer, much more consolidated um, way of raising your child that is understood by everyone. So I needed that. I needed everyone to be on board. I needed something that we knew already to use the you know knowledge that we have. And like I said, I also wanted, I am the only program, which is true. And this I checked out. And so far, that's like a, a fantastic failing that every single skill and technique can be used in any kind of work. Doesn't matter which kind, service-based, product-based, anything obviously that has to do with people. I mean, I don't help people with the technology or data entry, but anything that has to do with relationships, this works. And in those three areas, this is different because you know it already, use the time that you have and use it wherever you are. Wherever you are at work or at home, you're actually practicing to be better. So imagine if you had to be away on a week long work effort, whether it's a buying trip or you're, you know, on a, a speaking tour. When you come back, you practice those skills. So you're a better mom. And if you were home on a summer vacation, when you got back to work, you, your skills are honed so that you can succeed at work more. So you don't feel that, you know, that pull where it's either or here there's integration. Yes integration. And I do want to kind of talk back a little bit more about the the mommy guilt. When someone feels overwhelmed, overstressed, and like they're failing at everything, you know, they're at work and, and feeling guilty and they're at home and then they're feeling guilty. How does that impact both places? Well, first of all, it impacts both places because it impacts us, meaning it brings out the worst in us. So therefore, when we show up, wherever we show up, we're resentful, exhausted, apologetic, et cetera, which is not me and you at our best. But the reason I'm called the mommy guilt expert is, you know how the Lamaze method in childbirth is where every contraction triggers something you know you should do differently, like breathe like this or like that. So I decided to use mommy guilt to trigger something positive. And I help parents say, okay, what are you feeling guilty about? And then I'll give you an example. And then whatever they're feeling guilty about, they have a different color skill to use in order to alleviate that. So to me, guilt is important. Just like a doctor will say, 
pain is important because we know where to look. The scary part is if, God forbid, a person comes too late, you know, stage four and nothing hurt, uh, that is scary. So to me, mommy guilt is actually like a red light indicator. Uh Uh-oh, you really want to invest in this part of your parenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really an emotional cue that, all right, like you said, when you experienced your pivot, something's got to change. This can't keep going like this anymore. So when you identify the cue, you now have a plethora of skills that they can use to get better at that, at that one area specifically. So for example, if a mommy is feeling guilty about, I don't spend enough time with my children, or I don't spend enough positive time with my children, meaning most of the time I'm there, I'm either screaming at them or threatening them or telling them why the, why they should be doing something differently or complaining that they don't help enough or dot, dot, dot then she will know to use mostly the green skills, which are connecting, you know, I have a whole thing, how to date your child, how to write, to write up an advertisement for your child, like you would about an apartment, all the good things, like a profile and stuff like that. On the other hand, if a mother feels guilty because she lets her kids get away with everything, like they don't brush their teeth, they fall asleep uh, watching or playing video games or whatever it is, then she knows, because it's the easy way out and she just can't, whatever. Then she knows she has to work on her red skills because there she will create safe boundaries. And I always say a no to something is a yes to something else. When you say no to your child, like, no, you cannot stay up past 10 o'clock when it's a school night. You're saying yes to healthy sleeping, to better health, and to more success in the academic strains and struggles that they will have the next day. Mm -hmm. So when you see it that way, your mommy guilt actually catapults you into just choosing from the menu of colors something that you can use. I love that. You guys, I know that all of us are probably thinking, oh, yep, I felt guilty about that before. I felt guilty about this before. And when we do have this emotional cue, it can bleed into all the other areas of our life. I remember when I was pregnant with my second son and my older one was a two and it was like a two hour bedtime. I mean, it was exhausting. And my husband and I were, we would argue on who has to do it (laughs) and, and we would lay with him. And then eventually we're like, just come in our bed. So eventually we just laid with him in our bed because that was the only way we could do it. And, and I, we hired a sleep trainer to get help because I thought I cannot have another baby when this is chaos. And we were in a communication. She was asking me similar questions and I just broke down in tears. And I realized the reason why that was happening was because I felt guilty because I was traveling. And so to compensate from traveling once or twice a month, not, you know, it wasn't even crazy, but I felt guilty. So I would be like, oh, just come and lay with that, you know? And so I, it impacted the way I parented. And, and so you guys, I really think that these are really important questions that impact life in a lot of areas that we might not even realize. So Atara, besides the book, we know you've got a working mother's GPS guide to parenting. I'd love to hear a bit more about how people can work with you. Oh, sure. So first of all, the book is great because it, you know, it's not a lot of investment and we always have it there when we need it. I call that information and inspiration. That's the book. It clarifies, it gives you everything that you need to know as a beginning. Then those that want to invest in the online program, which they have lifetime access to, and they can listen, you know, it's videos. So you can, I I find that either when you're cooking or when you're, you know, doing the laundry or the kids are playing with the Legos on the floor or when you're running 
and you can listen to it. You don't have to watch it because it's mostly, it's my voice. It's me. So all the, or when you commute, any time that you have already, don't find special time for that. Don't stop your life. Integrate it in your life. They can use that. And there I call it implementation because it has much more than the book does. There are interviews with working mothers. There's the quiz to find out what color parent you are. There's so much more. There's also a section because we know what families are struggling with today of the blended family and the single mom family because, you know, women are under tremendous pressure and we need to, you know, give not only a nod of the head, but to these valiant women who are keeping heart and home together despite very many real struggles. And, you know, I talk about that too. And, and, and I give them, I show them how to connect the GPS skills to their own unique challenges. All that is in the program. And my website is themommyguiltexpert.com where they can find all information. They'll also get something there, which is a free gift, which I call the one minute mother because we don't have more than one minute. And there you get the three steps on how to create loving bonds with your children all on one page, one, two, three. And anybody who has 60 seconds can just do that. They can work with me like that. And those that want private coaching can do that too. It's it's all available. But you know, the main thing is what I want is to empower and to applaud working moms. So however I can do that, that is my favorite thing to do. And for you, just because I, I feel so excited and inspired by our conversation, I will offer those that listen, your audience, your special audiences, the Dreamscapes audience, that if they want my personal attention, they can email me and I will respond personally. I will do, I'll give them my personal email, which is atara at ataramalach.com, A-T-A-R-A at A-T-A-R-A-M-A-L-A-C-H.com. And I will respond. Just write in the subject line, Denise, <laughs> and then in parentheses, so I should know where you're coming from, and uh, your question, and you will get my personal rep- response. Oh, That's my promise. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for offering to respond to our listeners, because I'm thinking of about five or six people right now. I'm like, ooh, Christmas is coming. I need to get this as a present for them. <laughs> we all can thrive. And, and I really think your message aligns so much with our Dreamcast listeners, because we can thrive in all areas. We can be Uh, We can create a loving and supportive and nurturing home, and we can still go after our dreams and fulfill our our passions and have a career that we love, both and, right? So I love that you've created a system for that. So you guys, themommyguiltexpert.com, you're going to get all the information about the book, the e-course, and coaching programs. And then I also know you have a special podcast bonus. Is that right? Tell us about this. I do. I do. Talk about loving to give and to share. So any of you, again, I just invested in these URLs because it's easy to remember. You don't even take a pen out. You don't even take your phone out. Just remember www, of course, specialpodcastbonus.com. And you will receive something on Mommy Guilt, personal message from me to you, some thoughts and some actionable suggestions, which I hope will enhance this holiday season and any season because being a mom, is our greatest challenge and our greatest joy. It's our legacy and our gift to the world and to ourselves. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom. There are nuggets like dropped all throughout. And I know that the book and the e-course will have even more because you're teaching skills that can really impact all areas of life and help make all of it a bit more fun. So thank you so much again, you guys. Check out 
the mommyguiltexpert.com as well as specialpodcastbonus.com because you know what? When somebody gives you a resource that you know is going to help you, I say, go for it, do it, take action. And I can't wait to see the fruit of that today. So thank you again so much and have an amazing afternoon. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.